0: This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Rambling About Washington.
1: Today, I'd like to welcome onto the show someone who's already made a huge impact on the field for us, but more importantly, in the community, the starting left tackle for your Washington football team, Mr. Charles Leno. Welcome to the show, boss.
0: What's up? Thanks for having me, man. Hey Glad man, to be I,
1: here. I appreciate you taking the time. How are you acclimating to the DMV and coming to a new team so far, boss?
0: Going well, you know. Um, what can I say about the DMV? Didn't know
1: it get this hot out here, man. Camp was a little different. <laughs>
0: it is it definitely a little different.
1: The wind... The- yeah, that Richmond heat is crazy. I was down there the whole week with y'all. So, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. But just to let you know, the winters aren't as crazy cold as it is in Chicago. So you will definitely appreciate it. <laughs> I heard.
0: I heard, man. I'll be good. I'll be good for the winter game.
1: <laughs> We're a quarter way through the season right now. Y'all just got your second victory of the season. This year, it About to give me a heart attack yesterday. Congrats on your second victory. How y'all feeling after that one, man? Yeah,
0: feeling good. And uh, A win is a win. No matter how we got it, we got the win. That's all that matters, man. Now it's time to keep stacking. Now you're trying to go 2-0. No.
1: Okay. So I know we always hit a cliche, next man up, when it comes to sports, but how hard is it after you've trained, prepared, and got used to blocking for one quarterback and then one quarter of the season passes and you're already blocking for another quarterback and you have to learn his tendencies and stuff like that. How hard is it to adjust to stuff like that on the fly?
0: Um, Honestly, in my position uh, from being when I was in Chicago not that hard. Uh, we had a lot of quarterbacks. <laughs> I for a lot of quarterbacks. And I played next to a lot of different uh, guards. So it's just, you know, focusing on your job. Just making sure you take care of your your job and, you know, you can't worry about everything going on around you. Just do your 1%. Hell yeah, man. And
1: how, how's Taylor Heineke in the huddle, man? It seems like the team really rallies around him. He has this moxie and this infectious energy he brings to the huddle. How's, how's Taylor in the huddle? He's cool. Just
0: cool, calm, and collected. He's not, not a – not a hot, when he he's gonna celebrate, he's he gonna be he's gonna get pumped <laughs> on a celebration. When he's good, but in the huddle, he's real chill. He's just like, I'm on to the next play. You got like a killer mentality,
1: you gotta love it too because he just plays with a chip on his shoulder. Um, did, would you say you play with a chip on your shoulder? Because I know you were drafted in the seventh round, but you immediately found success and you've started about a hundred games in a row at one of the most important positions on the field. Like, would you say you still play with a chip on your shoulder or you just go out there and this is what you do at this point?
0: Absolutely. I play with a chip on my shoulder every game. I remember where I came from. I remember, you know, being a 7 round pick, barely not making a team. Uh, having a, you know, when I was when I was coming in Chicago, uh, I had to play center. I had to play guard. I had to play tackle. I had to play all these different things, you know, just to make a team. So I always keep that in my mind and no matter how far how many games I start no many Miami games I play, how much success I get, I always got to play with that chip on my shoulder because I remember where I came from.
1: Awesome. That's that's a perfect answer. You you're, you come from Cali, right?
0: Yep, Oakland, California.
1: Yes, sir. So were you a Raiders fan growing up? Yeah, I was
0: a huge Raiders fan. Now forget the Raiders. They moved to Vegas.
1: <laughs> Dang, so you, no, no more love for him anymore. Done. Okay, so... Does when you come to the league though? Do you still like if it wasn't for them moving? Would you still actually have some love and still watch them and stuff like that?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think they played at night. Uh, yeah, they played at night, and I probably, I'm pretty sure I watched the game. But I mean, now being in the league, like, like you, you develop so many relationships with people across the mm-hmm. league um, that you play with, and guys that I played in college with. So I'm more of a fan of you know players more than just any team. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely, I get exactly what you mean. So, what was your NFL draft experience like? Um, where did you expect to go, and what was it like to finally get that call on draft night?
0: Um, I expected to go mid late round. So, and then I just felt it just kept getting closer and closer to not getting drafted. Um, but at the end of the day, I got that phone call. I was excited, man. You know, just remember hugging my mom, hugging my pops. My mom's pops was there with my family we do a little small we like a yeah we do we do a party with uh mostly family and friends and it was just a good experience man um it was kind of crazy because it was windy as hell that day and <laughs> i got picked by the
1: <laughs> hey <laughs> irony sometimes it'd be like that so right. oh yeah but so speaking of making the mostly opportunities the best oh oh give me one second where'd my camera go there we go we're back <clears throat> Making the most of your opportunities, the best available the best ability to have is availability. The injury bug seems to go around the league severely every year. How have you been able to start like a hundred games in a row at such a brutal position?
0: <laughs> well, I always start off with this: gotta have a little luck because you never know how a guy might fall on you this, that, and other. You never know how the cards might be dealt that day for that game. But then also just taking care of my body. I do a lot of uh, preventative things, you know, like a lot of prehab, do stuff before, you know, the injury can occur. So making sure I'm doing the stretching, making sure I do the activation, um, whatever is bothering me, making sure I'm staying on top of that. And, you know, that's that's been helping me and that's been going really well so far. All
1: right. So like, are you like a clean eater or do you kind of eat whatever, but you make sure you hit the gym and get the extra cows off?
0: I wouldn't say I'm a clean eater, like perfect, squeaky clean. No, uh, <laughs> I like to, you know, I like to eat some good stuff at a good restaurants. We got some recommendations thrown my way. I like to grub, gotcha. but uh, but when I no, but when it's time, but when I do have those meals, I definitely get to work. I definitely make sure I, I hit the gym and I always just try to take care of my body in any type of way.
1: Okay. Every day. What's what what's the perfect post game meal?
0: The perfect post game meal, Um, I would say the perfect post game meal has to be some type of. I'll tell crazy. Ironically, we when I was in Chicago, we played New Orleans last year in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. After the game, they had you know the whole thing. They had the gumbo, the jambalaya. Yeah, they had it. They hooked it up. So that that was like the perfect post-game meal. It was good. All right. So something
1: right. Cajun. That's that sounds like a yeah. good. Pick. I'm glad see, I'm glad you said that. I, I thought you was gonna hit me with the oh, something something light, like a smoothie, a protein shake. <laughs>
0: oh, heck no. I'm trying to eat because I don't eat before the game. My tickets, I get a small meal before the game. So I'm trying to eat, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'll be starving after the game's over. I hear that, but
1: you do a lot for the community, man, and you have your own initiative called Beyond the Entertainer. Why don't you get like get into what that's about and exactly what you're going for, and what paying it forward means to you?
0: Yeah, so Beyond the Entertainer, um, it's a it's a uh, organization me and my wife started, and what it basically does is it's a mentorship program. Um Just a background how it all started, Um a lot of black and brown kids, especially from the area, I'm from Oakland, California, we see entertainment as a source out, as a way out of the situation we're in. Um, but in actuality, like just completely honest, not everybody's gonna have that opportunity to get out in that situation. But beyond, beyond the entertainer, if you think beyond the entertainer, there's a lot of things behind us, you know what I mean? So for example, in my position as a football player, there are so many opportunities in that, uh, whether that's a nutritionist, a strength coach, um, a financial advisor, an agent, a GM. I mean, think about all the different things that you can be. You can still be around the athlete. You can still be part of that. But it's, you know, uh, a secondary option. You know, something that you can still strive for, even though you want to be part of it. Because in actuality, let's be real, like it's it's a very small percentage of you going to make it to the NFL. But you can still make it to the NFL by doing a lot of different things of being a part of the game um and paying it forward to me is uh is that you know just mentoring the, the youth and giving back in the community and making sure that they have options and have a brighter uh broader horizon you know and not think so narrow
1: okay that's beautiful man see and i see you already linked up with the hog farmers man they do it big they do so much for the chair they do so much charitable things and how'd you link up with them i know chris jeff Corey, kj all those dudes man how'd you link up with the hog farmers
0: yeah, so um, on Twitter, man, they hit, they, they uh, posted something about um, a kid suffering from cancer named Jalen, and uh, it was a, uh, it was very heartwarming, man. It was very, very touching, and I just wanted to be a part. He said one of the things he wanted to do was talk to an athlete, and I said, like, oh, yeah, I'm an athlete, professional athlete. I'll talk to you. And we chopped it up for a little bit. He was a little bit on the, you know, cold side, but he started warming up as the conversation went on, and it was just good, you know, chopping it up, talking to him, and. You know, just giving back that way. That's how we linked up. That was our first time. But, you know, I'm pretty sure while I'm out here, we'll definitely continue to do some more things.
1: And right, you got anything planned for right now? Because I seen I seen when you were in Chicago, you had the the Santa Claus thing going on. Um, you want to talk about that as well?
0: Yeah, that's uh, Leno Claus. I'll be coming around in uh, December. So we're a couple months away from that. Uh, right now, we're heading into, you know, Halloween season. Uh, we'll be having a, a something coming up for breast cancer, Halloween, and uh, definitely coming for Thanksgiving. So we got some things rolling out. Um, yeah, coming soon, man. Uh, a lot of stuff that we're still working on right now, so can't get in like heavy details about it. But it's okay. gonna be it's gonna be coming out uh, probably once a month, and I'll still be doing all different type of charitable things uh, when they pop up.
1: Well, we appreciate it, man. And you could tell that you're a genuine dude who actually cares about doing it you know some people just want the tax write-off you can tell the ones who actually are genuinely into it right, for sure. oh yeah I see you at a school speaking the other day and you gave some games out um what was that
0: oh yeah that was uh I went to went to a middle school down in uh DC Alexdale Middle School um and That day actually was, it was just a fun thing that me and my wife was thinking about. That day was National Family Game Night. And me and my wife always talk about how important it is to spend time with your family. Uh, A lot of people, um, when they get home, what do they do? First thing they do, they get on the TV, they go on the game, they go on their phone. Mm -hmm. They kind of disconnect from their family, even though they're at home. So what we want to do is promote Family Game Night. Get a board game, spend some time with your family, and bond and enjoy that time because it's so important. It's so precious. And I remember my times, like when we did have times when, you know, I'll play with my, play with my family on in Monopoly. I remember one of my favorite things in uh, Christmas time was we always to go to my uncle's house and we always play Monopoly. Like all the cousins, you know what I'm saying? All the cousins and uh, all of us play Monopoly. And we used to whoop on my little cousin all the time. It was yeah.
1: pretty fun. Monopoly gets real. See, I love Monopoly for game night, but when you play Monopoly, you gotta schedule a whole night for it because we're out here bartering and making deals. The game could go for right, six that's to eight not hours. Part of the
0: game. Yes, <laughs>
1: that's not part of the game, right? Exactly.
0: So, we, so it's funny. Me and my cousins, we actually started this. I don't know how we came up with this, but it was our way of playing Monopoly. It was. It was. You know, it was the, the struggle monopoly. You got to start from the bottom. We have a name for it. So I'm not going to say it. It's a start from the bottom monopoly. You start okay. off with zero dollars. Mm-hmm. You throw the dice and you got to, if you make it around, you get that 200 bucks. <laughs> if, you to jail, if you go to jail, you got to keep rolling it out. But if you get bankrupt, now you owe money. Now you, now <laughs> now you got to owe money. So oh,
1: rip. Now you're in debt. So you already start <laughs> off at the bottom. So that's life Monopoly. That's life, yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, that's that financial wellness teaching Monopoly. But, yeah, I just got a couple of lighthearted questions that, away from football to ask, and then I'm going to let you go for the night. So would you say Monopoly would be your family game night game of choice?
0: Nah. Oh, yes, but not Monopoly like the original game. Monopoly okay. deal. It's the mm. car game. Okay. That's – that's so much better than the regular regular map because it's way quicker and it's faster. If you, you from- ever played that game, you should check it
1: out. Okay, now I've never played. I've actually, I've I've played the digital Monopoly where you're using credit cards instead of cash, but I've never played the deal one.
0: Yeah, play, I think Monopoly deal is one of the funnest games because it's you can play with a like a group of five, six people, six people or something like that, and it it the way they explain the easy way to explain it, you, you got to get three sets of properties and. You, it's a lot of willing and dealing on that too. Oh, but so you see, that's the game like my is structured. To yeah, the, but the game, but the game is structured okay. to finish in like 15, 20 minutes,
1: max. Oh man! Oh, so that's an ideal monopoly. That's not take up the whole night like a work shift monopoly. Right, I like it. Well,
0: you can get a, you can get a multiple games and you
1: know. Yeah, my game. My game is taboo. You ever play taboo?
0: Uh, no, I haven't played taboo.
1: Listen, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna have a good couples game night. Get the game taboo. It's the game where there's a word on the top of the card, and there's five like synonyms or context clues for the word to try to describe it without using the closest things to it. Like it'll put like school bus, and you can't say yellow kids vehicle school or something like that, and you got to try to explain it to your partner. Everything else. Yeah, it's it's such a good partner game, but I swear it will cause so many problems in the house. Like if you're playing with your wife, I promise you, it gets real, bro. We'd be at each other's neck. Yeah. What's That's your true.
0: favorite? Uh, me and my wife, uh, my wife beat me so bad. I remember one time I knocked the whole cards off. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was that guy. Yes, it gets real in there, too.
1: It does, man. I'm just a competitor. It doesn't matter what we're playing. We could play the most exactly juvenile game. I gotta win. i like, was like, nah, you're cheating. This is not right. <laughs> sure What's your favorite TV show of all time?
0: Favorite TV show of all time. I don't have one. I got
1: a couple. Okay. Three. Let me hear.
0: Them. I got three I got. Mm, mm, I got I'm just gonna give them my, my top five. How about that? Okay, no okay. order. The Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones. Yes, there we go. Your enthusiasm. Okay. And uh, what was the show like? I really like. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Let's keep it at four. Okay. Those so four.
1: All, all HBO products. Okay, HBO don't miss. So I feel I'm, you.
0: HBO don't miss. They don't. Yeah, miss.
1: they do not. Did you see the Mini Saints of Newark? By the way.
0: I was started it, but I didn't get to finish it. I'm I, in, to, I got tired. I was watching it on Friday, and I got a little tired, so I went to bed. I've
1: been hearing bad things, but I don't trust the internet because people think everything is trash nowadays. So, like, don't don't read reviews because they're they're killing this movie right now.
0: Yeah. I I, I mean, it's even why I went to sleep, I ain't gonna say I, that's why I finished it, but oh. it. it I got tired. I should. I, I wanted to finish <laughs> it, but I got tired. I I gotta watch it again. You know, I gotta okay. get to watch.
1: All right, what's what? Anything you and your wife binging at the time? Anything, y'all, any shows y'all got on the docket at the moment? Uh yeah, Ted Lasso. Hmm, good show. I just started that. Like Actually, a couple Ted Lasso, ago. you can put that in my top five.
0: Put Ted Lasso, right there, top five. Yeah, that show is really good. I really am liking that show.
1: Yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect to like that show as much as I did. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this right. new drone on Netflix called Squid Game? Uh so. I just heard about that a couple of days ago. I'm pretty
0: sure we're going to go ahead and try that out too.
1: Yo, y'all are going to bend straight through it. Me and my wife ran through it on Saturday. I was like, what are we even doing with our lives at this point? (laughs) It's like eight (laughs) episodes. It's so interesting. It's a Korean show. I'm not going to say no more because I don't want to spoil anything, but I got one more for you and I'm going to let you go. And if you got anything to plug, you can do that on the way out. Don't get yourself in trouble with this one, but, what is your preference for the team's new name going forward in
0: 2022? Uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, really, I really don't know. I honestly, like, just, you know, it's clearly my first year here, but what I feel the team should do, and, you know, This is what Jason goes to. This is his job. But I think this team should move the stadium to D.C. That's just my opinion.
1: All right, so move the stadium to D.C. No name preference.
0: Yeah, I don't have no name preference. Just have that thing in D.C. I think it would be great for a C.C.
1: It would. It would. What would, um, what do you feel about the name Washington football team? I don't mind it. You don't mind it. Okay. Don't
0: mind it at all. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, like, it's. If you really think about it, like uh, the New York, they're the New York football giants.
1: Yeah. We just, you know, don't I mean, the just for the, the
0: football team. Like, we just, our, our name is just team. You know what
1: I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's unique. Like, it kind of, it kind of pisses me off because it's kind of generic, and we don't have a logo. And as a fan, it's kind of hard sometimes. Hey, oh, your team, of Washington, the Washington football team. You can't say, oh, he signed to the football team. Like, I, that just sounds so bad. On, but at the end of the day, it is unique. And if they end up keeping it, I guess I'll live with it. I, they can literally sell me anything. I love this team, but. I appreciate you for coming on with me today, man.
0: Hey, right, no problem, man. Thanks for having me, bro.
1: Hey, man. Is there anything else? See, yeah, you can't get into detail by anything you got coming up yet, but we can look out for it on Twitter or anything.
0: Absolutely. Twitter, we got uh Beyond the 72. Mm-hmm. That's on that's on Twitter and Beyond the Entertainer on Instagram. You can add those. And uh yeah, definitely. Check us out, man. We're doing some great things in the community. I'm always down to give back. And also, by the way, I'm doing the uh, the ticket giveaway. I forgot about that. I'm doing a ticket giveaway where I'm I'm listening off of, uh, a word a week for like a home games, and that word the most inspired like a word words that means something to me. So, for example, I use like um, resilience. You know what I mean? And you know, somebody gave me a story on their on their uh, on how they felt you know, they what resilience means to them in a story or a situation they've been through. And I'm using okay. different words all the time, just words that mean something to me. And you know, hopefully those words and I, I believe words words are power, you know. Oh for so, sure. I that's agree. I wanna, that's, that's also something that I want to spread as well. You know, just using powerful words, words that you believe in, words that you mean and words that can affect your life.
1: Okay. And hey My man Charles is giving out tickets. He's doing charity, and he's protecting the blind side of our quarterback, who at the moment, Taylor Heineke, is balling. Have a healthy and productive season. Until next time, hail to the nameless football team. Deuces.